and welcome to Bags and Boards. Coming up on tonight's show, we run down our top five games of 2016, plus news, new releases, games on Kickstarter, and more. What have we been playing? What games have we picked up lately? Find out tonight on Bags and Boards. everybody welcome to the show i'm lance mcfarland here with d clark d is everything going okay doing well lance how are you today i'm doing pretty good i'm actually off all week this week which i'm really excited about so this will be the one and only time i'm here at the radio station this week uh recording the show with you here today and i'm excited for my the rest of my week off you know sounds good man a week's always a good thing did you have a good christmas i did did you get anything cool uh not particularly yeah. uh i didn't get to see most of my family for christmas oh, i had to yeah, work that's right i had to work today and i had to work christmas eve so i didn't get away for very much okay um so i still i still got presents incoming yeah yeah cool man well yeah it's uh, you know when you get older it's not quite well uh, and they matter less it's it's more about seeing the people the older you get yeah I mean, we it went, really is we went a lot of different places you know uh i'll talk about it a little more lately but uh, my wife got me a game a hobby game finally cool so you know me and my son are gonna finally you know sit down and play some uh play some games absolutely he's got his first game essentially you know what i mean awesome and i got some desk pictures of the family and some cool stuff like that right and i got to ride a hoverboard for the first time Ooh! and uh my favorite thing of the entire uh, christmas break i got my wife something really uh cool um but i also got my nephew um some uh, cool wrestling stuff too so sure uh, some like wwe network stuff like that awesome so, um so anyway bags and boards if you're uh, just tuning in is a weekly board game review and discussion show here on kxtr 100.7 the planet covering everything in today's designer board game world we're on twitter at bags and boards tx at facebook.com slash bags and boards and at bags and boards tx at gmail.com you can find all of this over at our soundcloud page at soundcloud.com slash bags and boards where you can find our rss feed address to add us to your podcast catcher and all of our past reviews and interviews and every week's show the morning after it airs on wednesday so bags and boards also is brought to you by game and movie traders buy sell and trade both new and used video games for any console dvds and blu-rays and comic books they also feature a selection of board and card games including magic the gathering and other collectible card games they're located at 2900 west washington street suite 60 next to the movie theater here in stephenville and can be reached by calling 965-GAME or online at facebook.com slash Game and Movie Traders Sville. All right, D, we're going to get into the show. Today's a fun special episode. So um, uh, there's four, well, okay, so there's two episodes a year that are my favorite episodes, right? Right. One is the Essen list. Okay. And one is uh, the end of year list. So. I'm, I'm detecting a pattern. Yeah, I love lists. You're a list right? guy. Yeah, so we're uh, today we're going to be running down our top five games of 2016, and you weren't here for the Essen list. I was not. So I'm excited to finally um, do one of the two big episodes of the year with you, you know? Yeah. And it's actually interesting. Uh, the co-host before you, Larry Gartman, he, the the two of the episodes he missed right. were the list. Essen list and the end of year list oh, man. last year. So the last three big episodes have been Lance flying solo. So I'm glad to have you here today, D. So uh, first we're going to get into some discussions and news, and then we're going to talk about games we got, games we played, new board game releases and release dates. There's not actually really anything on Kickstarter, and then we'll get into our top five games of 2016. So D, let's get on to the news. So 
Martin Wallace's company, Tree Frog Games, announced earlier this year that it was going to stop publishing games, right? right? And instead, it would just be a design studio for Martin Wallace. So finally, the final game from Tree Frog Games, which used to be War Frog Games back in the day, right. will be a game called A Handful of Stars. So this game is going to have players trying to rebuild their intergalactic empires, right, after they've been destroyed. So the game uses the same deck-building mechanism that from Martin Wallace's games, A Few Acres of Snow and Mythotopia, and also uh, another game that um, I've got, I haven't played, uh, that use that same deck building mechanism called Hands in the Sea. So the game and the mechanisms after this have been sold to Fantasy Flight Games, oddly enough, right? Really? So who knows if they're going to reprint this game at all, or if they just plan on using the mechanism in another game, you know? I mean, Fantasy Flight games are known for being a box full of mechanisms. So, Absolutely. You, you know, this could end up just being one tiny little part of another game when it's like the whole of these games, you know? Absolutely. So anyway, they've been sold to Fantasy Flight. Uh, Tree Frog Games is producing 2,500 units, and you can pre-order on their website right now. Okay. So if you're interested in getting the Tree Frog version, which are always like really good quality versions, yes. wooden pieces, stuff like that, of um, uh, what's it called? A Handful of Stars. Get in on that pretty quick because it's the last game that that studio is going to do, and from now on, Martin Wallace will just be releasing games through other companies he's still going to be designing but just releasing through other companies so renegade game studios is going to be releasing a follow-up to their game fuse called fuse flatline in march 2017 so this isn't an expansion this game is set in the fuse universe and has players using the same game mechanisms mechanisms from fuse to treat incoming patients that were injured by the bombs going off in Fuse, you right? Know? So we played Fuse. Fuse was a good game. Fuse it was, was a lot of a fun. Really cool game. It's like a uh, it's a dice game where you are you have to roll the dice and then you all split up the dice to complete different cards. So right. like on this card, I need a blue one and a red five and whatever, you know. So hey, I need that one really bad. And then you're trying to get through the bag and it's a timed game. It's ten minutes, you know. Uh, before the bombs go off. So Fuse is a really good game, so this one should be really cool. Follow-up to Fuse. So last bit of news, AEG is going to release a Lovecraftian version of Love Letter called Lovecraft Letter in July 2017 with art from Vincent Dutre, best artist in the game. I really like the art. I mean, I'm already a fan. He's huge. He's huge. Yeah, he's very good. So uh, this will be the, I believe, the... Um, and I don't believe this is much of an exaggeration, uh, maybe the eighth version of Love Letter. That so sounds there, about right. I think there's three versions of just regular love letter. Then there's like Adventure Time. There's, um, there's Batman. There's Munchkin. There's uh, Legend of the Five Rings. That's yep. seven. There's probably one we've missed. There's the Hobbit love letter. Yep. There, yeah, yes. There's an Archer version of love letter coming out. So there's at least seven or eight versions of love letter. So this is just adding to that. I like Lovecraft. I've read almost every Lovecraft short story. So I'm a big Lovecraft fan. Um, I hope they go. I like that they're calling it Lovecraft Letter rather than like Cthulhu Love Letter. Yes, because there's so much more to H.P. Lovecraft than just Cthulhu. Absolutely, Cthulhu is actually like a really small part of what H.P. Lovecraft did, but that's just the thing people latched onto with him. So maybe it'll be all of his other stuff. Here's the hoping. I doubt it. Like I honestly feel like this will be Call of Cthulhu themed love letter. Yeah. Um, but you never know with the. Uh with the name done the way that it is, it, it could be anything that Lovecraft wrote. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're going to make it a Cthulhu game, why not get the marketing of the word Cthulhu? Absolutely. There? So, I don't know. I, I bet it's going to be something different. So, D, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about games we played this week and games we picked up. And we'll be right back. 
Hip-hop you can't find anywhere else. Anywhere, anywhere else. This is a journey into sound. Right here on 100.7. Are you ready? A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. Um, it's probably when I'm leaving work at night. Usually, like, I'm a manager, so it has a lot of stress. So it just really, like, gets my night finished to a good end, and it just makes me happy. When all is ready, I throw this switch. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume. KXTR, the planet. Around here, water is our heritage and our future. It's vital for plants, animals, people, and our economy. It provides unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. So remember that things like fertilizers, animal waste, chemicals, and trash can wash into our waterways. Use water wisely and learn more about water stewardship by going to LakeGranberryWatershed.org. This message brought to you by the Lake Granberry Watershed Partnership. All right, D, let's get back to the show. We're time to talk about some games we played this week. D, did you get any good games in this week? I didn't get anything in, unfortunately. Nothing at all? No. Christmas was, uh, like like I said, I still got some presents incoming. Um, I got some gift cards, uh, one of which was to Amazon, which will probably turn into board games. Uh, but as far as actual games in my hand today, nah, nothing. Zero. Well, what about played? Oh, I did get some games played. Okay. Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl. You and I talked about that a little bit off the air. Yeah. Uh, got probably a half a dozen games in here in the last week or so. Had a lot of fun doing that with some friends. So you've just been playing Blood Bowl? Played a couple other things. Yeah, played yeah. the Eric Lane Viking game, which uh, name escapes me at the moment. Blood Rage? Yes, Blood Rage. Got oh, a co- really? Got a, uh, got a game of, of Blood Rage in. I, uh, I enjoyed it. I haven't got a chance to play. You know, I was going to buy Blood Rage at one point, and then I just thought, like, I bet you this isn't for me because I can't really tell with it. If it's like a Euro game with some Ameritrash stuff in it, or if it's definitely an Ameritrash game with some Euro mechanisms in it, um, I would I would argue that it is more of a Euro game with a with an Ameritrash element. But it, it, there's a lot of like fighting and. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean it is not a uh, it is not a hugs everybody gets along game. You're playing Vikings. Vikings fight. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I love I love Viking stuff. So I don't know. I would like to play Blood Rage someday. Whether it's uh, you know almost blind bought it, which I don't think would have been a good idea. No, that's probably so. a bad idea. Um, so anyway, I didn't get many games played this week. I uh, as far as games I got, I got Animal Upon Animal. Okay. From Haba, and I sat down with my son and my wife at different points and played Animal Upon Animal. Really fun game. You roll a die and you're stacking these big chunky wooden animals. Okay. Right. So uh, I got Animal Upon Animal rather than my first Animal Upon Animal, which is actually for two year olds. Right. So uh, it was a gift. So just kind of uh, you know the not not the wrong one, but just the one that's for a little older. Sure. But then I thought he's only going to be two for so long. That's right. So this one will actually last our whole family in, in for less, a long time. In less know? than a year, he won't be two anymore. That's very true. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Animal Upon Animal, really fun game. Got another solo game of uh, Lagrania in. Good. And um, I've been reading a lot of rules to okay. games. So I've been reading like the Harry Potter uh, Hogwarts battle game rule book and sure. stuff like that. So it's this week is going to be a lot of gaming, I feel, at least from my view, as long as D's up. Oh, up D's, D's always up for so, it. So, you know, I'm off work all week. The kiddo you know, takes a nap during the day, and then he's in bed by like seven thirty or eight. So we're going to get a lot of gaming in this week. Sounds we're good, man. Up on I'm time. really looking forward to so it. So other than that, I didn't get any games in. I know I do have some cool stuff on the way. We've got a copy of Orleans on the way. Okay, right. Very exciting. 
Um, I've got a copy of Conan the Barbarian, Ooh. Uh, the one from Asmodee. Yeah. So that game is huge, miniatures all over the place. So this is going to be a game uh, that I might need your help tackling as sure. far as rules and stuff go. Because I bet you're going to love this game, right? I do enjoy minis. So, uh, yeah, not a lot of games played and picked up this week, but a few. So uh, let's talk about some new board game releases, stuff we can all look forward to. Yeah. A Great Western Trail. This is the big release of the last week. Great Western Trail from Stronghold Games. This is, you know, you know, you can tell it's a big release on Cool Stuff, Inc. If it's, if it's like limit one per customer. That's right. So Great Western Trail looks amazing. There's not a lot of, and there may only be one other one, which is Carson City. There's not a lot of big... Euro-y Western games. Not like, very many. Great Western Trail has amazing reviews so far, and this is a game I'm really, really considering picking up. This thing looks really good. There's, you know, Stronghold right now, they've got Terraforming Mars, right. and they've got Great Western Trail, and it's kind of, I can't really decide which of those I would rather have, but I think it's going to be Great Western Trail. The Western theme for me is, I mean, I've seen every episode of Gunsmoke, every episode of Bonanza, and every episode of my favorite Western, The Rifleman. Nice. Um, so I'm a Western guy. I love, I love, love, love Western. So, and this one's about cattle driving. Okay. And then, you know, you stop and do other Western, Western-y stuff. But really, really considering getting that game. D, you know what I got for Christmas? This is totally off the wall. Okay. I got tickets to NXT TakeOver San Antonio. Wow. I totally forgot to tell you that. I'm incredibly jealous of you, sir. <laughs> I, uh... You I and your know. nephew gonna go? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Not to Royal Rumble, which is totally fine with me. I went to WrestleMania this year. I've been to Raws. I've been to SmackDowns. I've been to house shows. An NXT show is the one thing I haven't done. I want to go to a good indie show and an NXT show. Okay, so you got two things left, and there's one of them right yeah. there. So uh, anyway, back to board games. This is a big one if you're into big, heavy, meaty games. Uh, Martin Wallace, one of his most classic games that's been out of print for maybe a decade, is Princes of the Renaissance. Yes. Big, big, important game in Martin Wallace's uh, catalog. So the reprint of that is finally out for Mercury Games. And this is another example of what we've been talking about, these smaller companies are starting to actually release these games. You know? Right. Yeah, so uh, D, uh, if you if anyone's ever heard of Numenera, Monty Cook, one of the uh, people behind the uh, original like Advanced Dungeons & Dragons and especially behind 3.5, uh, Monty Cook, he's got his own game company called Monty Cook Games, and they do an RPG called Numenera, yes. which is a really, really cool universe. It's a, it's a RPG universe where... We're very, very, very far in the future to where, like, we are an ancient civilization to them, right? Correct. So technology has gone away. Like, the world has ended and maybe gone through another ice age and come back out of it. And they've gotten to the point where, you know, they don't they start finding all of our technology and to them it's magic. Right. So it's a, it's a world where there's magic, but you know, when we're playing the game, we know it as technology, but we play the characters as if they don't know that, you it's, know. It's almost Warhammer-esque in that you've got all of these super cool advanced things, but nobody actually knows how they work. And so you have um you know basically like priests doing, you know, um rituals over the technology to fix it and make it work. It's it's Almost that level. Is that what Warhammer is? Yeah, Warhammer is so far in the future that they don't they don't actually know how most of their stuff works. I didn't know that's what Warhammer was. Yeah, you have tech priests oh, and that's like Warhammer forty k. Yes. Okay. Cool. I and should have regular... I should have clarified that. I apologize. Well, no, I didn't know Warhammer forty k. And then regular Warhammer is 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 pure fantasy. Fantasy. 
Huh, I really didn't know that about Warhammer. That's cool. Yeah, in the in the far-flung future, nobody knows how their stuff works. Okay, so this is similar. Maybe yes. he got that, uh, you know, spark of that idea from Warhammer. You it's know? possible. So, But yeah, Numenera. But it's if, really good either way. Manji Cook, he, yeah. he, he took the idea and ran with it in a very interesting and good direction. Yeah, and I mean, there's like core books and monster manual type things yes. out there. But if you are interested in that, if that sounds interesting to you, there's now a starter set out. And what it is, it's really similar to like the D&D 5th edition starter set, mm-hmm. which was like a few pre-built characters, an adventure to take you up to say like level five and then all the dice and stuff you need all in one box and right it's, it's cheap like the D one is like 12 bucks um this one i don't know how much it is but it's a great way i mean i got that D fifth edition starter set right uh just to like check it out and it would just be so perfect for someone who thought like i want to play D, but don't know how or i want to try numenera but just don't know how you yes because you can go spend a lot of money on those core books and then discover you don't like it yeah but or you can spend 15 dollars on something like this and you know take some pre-built characters through level five and it also like gives you the basic rules on building a character right and it'll give you like one blank character sheet that you can copy and stuff in there and uh, it's really just to like walk you through the beginnings of playing a an rpg like that exactly so, so i hope this this one looks to be pretty similar and i, I hope it's as good as that D starter set so numenera starter set from monty cook games and the last release in the last week was carcassonne amazonas from z-man games so um they've been doing over the last many many years they do this series called carcassonne around the world right so they've done like south seas and stuff like that so carcassonne amazonas is just the newest one the cool thing about this one is it's got like uh re- you know as you're tile laying you're making these rivers right you're running boats down uh, it's like boat racing down these rivers so that's cool um, yeah it adds that element to it so if you like carcassonne which i know like uh Steven really likes Carcassonne. Yes, he's a big Carcassonne so, fan. I mean, if you're a big Carcassonne fan, there's a new version, standalone version of Carcassonne out. Um, so, D, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be getting into the very beginning of our top five games of 2016. So we'll be right back. We've got the hip-hop you grew up with. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. And the hip-hop you enjoy now. Listen up, all you fashionistas. Tarleton is now offering a new minor in fashion. Classes include fabric fundamentals, fashion industry, apparel development, fashion history, and fashion forecasting. This new minor is open to all majors and there are no prerequisites. For questions, contact Dr. Blaylock at kblaylock at tarleton.edu. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Lance McFarland here with D. Clark. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Bags and Boards here on KXTR 100.7 The Planet. This is the board game review and discussion show here on 100.7. And Bags and Boards is brought to you by Game and Movie Traders, located at 2900 West Washington Street, next door to the movie theater. They carry a selection of board and card games, including Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and much more. They also host groups and tournaments for all of these games, plus Dungeons and Dragons, Warhammer, and more. For more information, they can be reached at 965-GAME or at facebook.com slash Game and Movie Traders Sville. 
All right, D, time to get into the uh, big portion of the show. I'm yes, really sir. excited about this. We're going to be talking about our top five games of 2016 right now. First, uh, I don't know if you have any runners up, but I got a couple runners up. Go ahead. Um, so, uh, <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about runners up. Top five, really excited about this. And then we're going to just touch on a few other games we okay. played during the year. So I wanted to tell everybody, we just, um, uh, you know, we pre-record the show. We do. So um, as we go to our last break that you just heard, a fire alarm goes off. Here it in the was uh, traumatic. Yeah. That, that might be a little bit of an overstatement, but not much. Like, we were seriously panicked. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, as you would be if you're sitting in a closed-off room and uh, the fire alarm goes off. And it's blaring, and you don't know what's going to happen when you open the door. That's yeah. Luckily, there was nothing happening when we opened the door. D had the good sense to say, "Just hit stop." Yes, <laughs> you know. So, uh, and I did what you're never supposed to do. I, I ran over and grabbed my laptop, <laughs> so I didn't leave it in the fire. Pictures of the family. There you go. The laptop got to grab it. Right? <laughs> but anyway, so uh, we're going to get into our top five. D. A couple of. Uh, I really love party games. Right. Big party game fan, but not a lot of. Big party games came out this year. Not a ton. Um, that, I don't know. Last year, it seemed like there were a lot of good party games, like Reverse Charades and, you know, Bad Medicine I still haven't played, which Bad Medicine, I think, is actually from last year, too. So a lot of party games last year. This year, there may have been some good party games, but I just wasn't on the ball with them, I guess. But okay. Speechless was a party game I played that I really did enjoy. So Speechless is part of the Dice Tower Essentials line. Yes. It's from designer Mike Elliott, who's one of the uh, co-designers of Dice Masters. Yes, he is. And um, Speechless is a version of charades so i've got a lot of games i've got reverse charades i've got uh time's up i've got a lot of games that are like alternate versions of charades but speechless is a really fun one um the you can't talk the people guessing can't talk and you're giving you're doing six different charades all at once right and they're all having to write down their guesses so it's a lot of fun speechless is really cool from designer mike elliott part of the dice tower essentials line from arcane wonders really good game so i just wanted to cover a party game in some way my favorite party game of the year so another game that i didn't play a lot this year but i did play some of all of this so i wanted to kind of group this all into one and there were more that came out but i haven't played but dice masters uh, D&D, Faerun Under Siege, Marvel Civil War, and DC World's Finest. Right. So, uh, And also uh, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles set came out yes, earlier this year. So those four, um, those four Dice Masters sets, a lot of good stuff in those, wouldn't you say? I would agree with Dice that, Dice yes. Masters had a definite shift this year where we went from the you know typical release format of starter set boosters to a few different things. I yes. mean, this year we had anything from... One full set with no collectability and Ninja Turtles to other sets that were only collectible, no starter sets. Right. To like team packs, the Doctor Strange team pack. I mean, all kinds of different like release variations from Dice Masters this year, which I thought was really interesting. Did you notice any that worked better than others as far as, uh, you know, locally with the Dice Masters players? I know Dice Masters is falling off a little bit here in town, but did you notice any of the, like, release formats that people were like, uh, I'm not really, I don't really want that. Oh, but this is great. So stuff like that. Um, the team pack, to the best of my knowledge, didn't sell very well here locally at all. Um, the best was by far just the regular no starter, here's a box of boosters uh, format. Which is cool. Yes. Because, I mean, you know, with the start, you, like, don't even want the starter. But you feel like you have to to get those starter characters. And yeah, I was going to say, because there were things that you could only get in the starter. Yeah. But then it came with a bunch of 
superfluous junk that you've yeah. already got eight copies of. Why do you need more of this? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it felt like borderline just a complete waste of money, but you had to do it. Yeah. And it was really frustrating. I have so many sidekick dice. Prime example. Like people are making art with their sidekick dice. Yeah, I could probably make a dice tower out of my sidekick dice. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, Dice Masters, a lot of good stuff came out this year. Um, the reason I've stopped buying Dice Masters is just because I've spent so much money on it. Right. And I've got so much of it that my purpose with Dice Masters has always been, um, like when my son's older, like it's just going to be such a fun game for him and me to sit down and play, right? Right. But I've hit a point where like I have enough. Right. Absolutely. Well, we're never going to get bored. I mean, I don't have any Yu-Gi-Oh, but tons of Marvel, tons of DC, Dungeons and Dragons. We're good. Yeah. Plus the Ninja Turtles set. And really buying that Ninja Turtles set is the thing that made me go, oh, I'm buying this because I'm uh, really hooked on opening up those booster packs. Mm-hmm. Because I got little to no enjoyment out of that <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles set, which will be really great for us to play. That'll be a good starter with Luke. When oh, absolutely. Older. But So I'm glad I have it, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Dice Masters, really interesting year for Dice Masters this year. It's clearly still huge on a world stage. And I think, um, I think you know, the problems local players are having just like with other collectible games that endure, I think they'll realize that and start taking care of those issues. And then I feel like, I feel like it's going to even out. I, I hope you're right as a person with a bunch of Dice Master stuff of my own yeah. who used to play extremely competitively. I mean, I went to the first two world championships, um, but has said, you know what, until they take care of these problems, I'm not doing this anymore. And I, I did not buy any of the last two uh, Dice Master sets release. Really? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't bought. I, I probably haven't bought a pack since you have. Okay. Yeah, I think because uh, there was the Flash and Green Arrow set. Right. That and I, I didn't buy. Yeah, I didn't buy any of it. I didn't buy any of the Amazing Spider-Man nope. one. Um, and then has there been one more since that? I see. Think I don't even so, know. But I can't remember off yeah. the top of my head. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I I will probably actually just to like make that set worth it. Uh, wasn't the Ninja Turtles, second Ninja Turtles set, supposed to come out this month? It was supposed to come out for Christmas, and it did not. Huh. So when that comes out, I think I'll buy that. Right. Because that box isn't very pricey, and that'll kind of make the Ninja Turtles set worth playing. And hopefully it will have different characters and things, and so you can uh, combine it with the first one. Yeah, yeah. They made some odd choices with the Ninja Turtles set. I mean, two versions of Splinter. Yeah, that made no sense to me. And it's it's not like one of them was a villain and one of them wasn't. And so you can't play them together. Yeah, it's not like one's Master Splinter and one's Splinter. Yeah, no, you, know? you can't you can't play them together. You can't have them on the same team. Huh, yeah, really, really odd choices in that Ninja Turtle set. But i got to say, overall, Dice Masters, casually, still a fun game. It's a very fun game. Yeah, and I still will play with my nephew. He'll come over a little early for uh, wrestling pay-per-views, and we'll play Dice Master, a little right. game of dice. It's still a fun game. So I just wanted to give a shout-out to, like, the different interesting ways they're trying with releases this year. So, and that team pack was pretty much a starter without all the superfluous Correct. stuff, right? So, I'm glad they're starting to think in that way too, you know. But release them differently. Like, I mean, of course, like if you want a starter, go buy a full starter or go buy a team pack, and then buy boosters of whatever one you want. Right. People shouldn't have to buy a starter and boosters for every set that comes out. So, I'm glad they finally made that call, right? Absolutely. All right, D, here we go. I'm excited, man. Uh, bring us in, number five. Oh, am I leading this yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My apologies here. All right, so my number five was uh, Role Player by Thunderworks Games. Okay. Have you played it, gotten no. your hands on uh-uh. it at all? I am. I, it looks really cool. It does. Uh, a friend of mine got a copy of it for Christmas, 
And uh, I failed to mention this because I was brain dead earlier, but I did get one play of this through. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing. Um, so you are a person who is building a character for a typical fantasy tabletop RPG game. And you uh, draft dice to put onto different parts of your character sheet to make your character better. You can either put them into money so that you can go buy equipment for your guy, okay. dump them into experience to make him better, give him more skills, a uh, couple of other different things you can do with it. But it is a a fairly straightforward uh, dice drafting game in terms of the mechanic itself. Uh, but there's a lot of different options, a lot of uh, complexity that is not immediately apparent. Yeah, The game is much deeper than it first looks. Yeah, because it seems like... Like almost an exercise. Right. Like an activity. You it know what I mean? Right. It, it, it looks almost painfully simple. Yeah. And he pulled it out and I was like, all right, the theme is really cool. I'm going to give this a chance. And by the by the end of the first playthrough, I was hooked. It was That's really cool. Yeah. And I mean, like, it, so it's like the building a character in D&D to start the game. Basically, yes. It's, it's doing that activity. It's right. doing that, right? And whoever ends up building, like, the best, closest to ultimate character is the one who wins. That's really cool. You know, I mean, honestly, like, I really want to play this because the last time that somebody said, hey, I want to make a game about the setup for this other big game, we got Dominion. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And we got deck building. So, I mean, kind of the same concept, right? Sure. Like, uh, the setup for a bigger game. That seems like it could be a fun game. So I wanted to play role player since I heard about it. So I'm glad you got to play it. I did. I'd like to try it too. It's really good. So, D, my number five is a game um, that I think was uh, mildly unsung. I mean, this guy, uh, uh, so the game is Cosmic Run. Okay. From uh, Steve Finn. And uh, what's Steve Finn's company called? It's uh, Dr. Finn's Games. Oh, okay. How about that? So Steve Finn is a designer who's like, the king of the filler game, right? right? So this guy has released anything from uh, Biblios to Capo di Capi, yes, to uh, what's the other Gun Runners? Yes, uh, Steve Finn is like the filler king, right? And they're uh, Capo di Capi and uh, Gun Runners. I've played many times. They're yeah. both great filler games. Yeah, he's really good at it. Biblios is like the one of the penultimate fillers out there, you right? Know? Which I really want to play someday because I really love uh, Steve Finn's games, but. Um, he released two games this year. Uh, one was Cosmic Run, right. which was a continuation of his filler line. And the other one was Foragers, which was his first foray into a little bit bigger of a box, right? I have not got a chance to try Foragers, although it's gotten solid reviews and it looks really fun. But Cosmic Run, I thought, was a bit unsung, right, from a guy who puts out great fillers all the time. Um, Cosmic Run was really solid, like in the same way that that Fuse is a game where you're trying to get certain dice to do different things. Right. This is that same kind of game. Okay. Not timed. But this game came out this game came out earlier in the year and it came out not too far after Tiny Epic Galaxies. And I just kind of thought in a dice based small cosmic space game. Right. Tiny Epic Galaxies is clearly the better game, right? Okay. But that's not to say that this game isn't a lot of fun. So I wanted to talk about this game mostly because this is a game that I've played solo right. the most over the course of the year. So I played this game solo five, six, seven times, something like that. I played it with my wife a couple times. I don't know that you and I played it. We never did. And Larrett and I played it a couple times. So I've actually gotten a lot of plays of this game in. It's a really quick game. 
it's just a um, it's a it's a simple dice game where you're trying to get dice to do different things, and um, it's there's honestly not a lot to it, but rolling dice, taking them, doing different things, mm-hmm. and I mean that's really all there is. But it's a really good solo game. How funny that both of our number fives are dice games. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know different themes but both dice games yeah so uh yeah check out cosmic run if you like fillers if you like biblios if you like um other dr finn's games you know what i mean um check this out cosmic run is a really good game and it's i I think it was just too similar to tiny epic galaxies that's fair but it really to me stands on its own but you know in my world like because tiny epic galaxies wasn't in 2016 but in my world if i'm gonna play a a dice game set in space that could fit in my pocket. I'm probably going to play Tiny Epic Galaxies. Right. But I do like this game solo. It's a little easier to get out and play solo than Tiny Epic Galaxies is, which is also a really good solo game. Yes. But Cosmic Run uh, from Dr. Finn's Games and designer Steve Finn is my number five. D takes to number four. Uh, my number four, speaking of the Tiny Epic series, is Tiny Epic Western. Okay, awesome. Um, amazing game. Uh, really feels fills the theme um, both in terms of it feels like a western game you're playing yeah. poker you're doing all of that kind of stuff you have shootouts um, and also in terms of it being both tiny and epic you get a r- whole lot of bang for your buck with this yeah, game yeah. in my opinion um, we reviewed it not that long ago so I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail in terms of gameplay and all of that yeah. most of you who listened probably heard our review not that long ago Yeah. Um, but in, in my opinion one of the best games of the year Okay, Tiny Epic Western. Um, so, D, my number four is a game that we reviewed a few weeks ago and a game that um, I've I've thought about a lot more, and it's Grand Prix from GMT Games and uh, Jeff and Carla Horger. And I've thought about this game a lot, and, you know, it's kind of just in my mind eclipsing Thunder Alley. Really? Um, I just love the interplay of making the npc cars work for you man i mean i just really really like grand prix you've really had a change of heart on this yeah i mean i i I definitely thought i was pretty even with thunder alley edging out right but i think it's just because thunder alley's like uh you know the one thing about grand prix i don't like it's kind of fiddly yes you know but you know if i get past that moving moving like NPCs to make my two cars go where I want them to go is a lot more. It it it, it becomes more satisfying than moving my two to six cars. How many right. ever cars I'm using? You know what I mean? Because I've only got two cars I can score points. So I mean, I've in this game you've got to look a lot further ahead than you do in Thunder Alley. Absolutely. So I've only got two cars I can score points at the end. So what am I gonna do? to use these other NPC cars, the ones I'm allowed to move, to make my cars f- push to the front and go forward. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you have, to, you have to use your own cars at the exact right time and then use all these other cars to help you along. Um, I like the small changes they made except for the uh, color schemes on the cars, yeah. which made it a lot more difficult, which was a very odd choice. But uh, Jeff and Carla Horger, I mean, honestly – they can keep making racing games, and I'll keep playing them. They made an absolutely amazing game with with uh, Grand Prix, no doubt. It was one of my honorable mentions. I seriously thought and thought on this before I yeah, cut yeah. it. Um, no doubt it's a great game. Uh, can't really knock you for having it on your list at all. That's 
Solid choice. Cool. Grand Prix from GMT Games and uh, Jeff and Carla Horger. But if that sounds interesting to you, go watch reviews of Thunder Alley and um, and uh, Grand Prix. We've done reviews of both of those recently. So if you head over to SoundCloud.com slash Bags and Boards, listen to both of our reviews, kind of see the differences in the two games, and uh, see which one might be for you. Because it could be either. Well, uh, unless I'm I mean? mistaken, I think they're both print-and-play games. You can just try it out yourself. You're right. That'd be a tough game to print and play, but if you were determined, you could do it. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of pieces, but, I mean, to do enough to play two or three players, you wouldn't need to print everything. Yeah, so. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be that bad, I don't think. So, yeah, uh, Grand Prix. So, D, takes to number three. Number three, and I debated on whether this qualified for the list at all because it's a re-release technically, but uh, Blood Bowl by Games Workshop. Okay. Um, no, that counts because, I mean... Yeah, they full on re-released the game. They re-released the game. It's, it's a not... new, it's a new rules edition. Yeah. It's a new whole nine yards. Completely rebuilt it from the ground up. Um, the new rule set is awesome. Um, way better than their previous edition rule set. And at the same time, they had the uh, thought, which Games Workshop doesn't always, <laughs> <Yeah>. but they <laughs> yeah. they had the forethought to go back and look at their previous editions and support all of the teams that they've ever released. Seriously. So if you've got a first edition team that hasn't had an update in 20 years because the game came out in the 90s, bang, There's here you go. There's now rules for it. There's now rules for it again. That's really cool. Yes. That's, uh, yeah, that's it's, really cool of them to do. It is, to me, it is a, a, a sign of the leadership change that happened over there earlier this year with the CEO getting fired and replaced um, because this game is very very friendly towards its long-standing customers and fans. So D, is that what's going on with Games Workshop? I've I've kind of like I've I've felt I feel like we're entering like a brave new world with Games Workshop because I, I didn't know what happened. They got back all of their stuff from Fantasy Flight and it kind of seemed like okay, well, you know, we're never going to see those games get expansions or get reprints because Games Workshop just is kind of a was always kind of a bad company when it came to stuff like that. From from what I understand, they make good games, right? But they don't know how to support them. And yes, that's definitely has been true. Uh, I don't want to throw them necessarily under the bus for yeah. what they're doing recently. Yeah, um, but there's changes. But there have been changes. Um, the previous CEO was extremely sue happy, um, and because of his uh, terrible litigation decisions, got the company. Uh, I don't want to say into debt, but their profit margins were cut yeah. very significantly um, because they were suing people over the use of words like Imperial Guard oh, yeah, and yeah. Space Marine. Yeah. And those are very generic sci-fi terms that have been mm. around since the 60s, 70s. Yeah, yeah. So they were getting laughed out of court, but still having to pay all of these huge uh, legal fees you know, for going through the process and whatnot. Yeah. And finally, the, he just got sacked. The board sacked him. Um, the new CEO came in and said... Everything that, everything that is ours, I want back under our control, which is why they've been recalling games from other companies, things like that. Um, there has been no word about um, whether they're going to re-license these to other companies yeah. or if they're going to support them themselves. Yeah, that would be interesting. But Games Workshop is definitely going through a moment of getting all of their things back under their house. Okay. And then... They are also taking the time with the games that they are already producing, Warhammer, Warhammer yeah, 40K, yeah. now Blood Bowl, of going through and trying to seriously listen to and support their player bases because they had alienated a decent chunk of their player bases in Warhammer and Warhammer 40K. Yeah. And there'd been a lot of clamor for many years for a new edition of Blood Bowl, yeah. and they just weren't doing it. So now we got new Blood Bowl, 
and now we've got some rules changes and some things like that for Warhammer and Warhammer 40K. Cool, man. It's, I don't want to say, you know, it's definitely great and everything's going to be wonderful with yeah, Games yeah. Workshop in 2017, but there are a lot of positive signs there. Awesome, man. So, uh, D, my number three is Onitama. Yes. So, Onitama is, uh, if you'll let me look real quick, it's from designer Shimpei Sato. Uh, and this is a new edition. So, if you look at it on BGG, it came out in 2014. But, oh, sorry. This edition is from, it's also in the Dice Tower Essentials line. Right. Uh, so, from Arcane Wonders. And, you know, this version, just like that, came out in 2016. Okay. It's a totally new version different pieces, different uh, different everything. Onitama right? completely slipped my mind because it, like, yeah, when you look at it, it says was, 2014, and I was like, well, that's sad. I was going to put that on my list. Yeah, that's the game I was, like, talking about earlier when I was like, oh, yeah, a bunch of games on BGG, they don't, I wish the, the I, I wish they'd work on their year system. Yes. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, yeah, anyway, you get what I'm saying. Yes. So Onitama, fantastic abstract game. Oh, it's an amazing game. I am not much of an abstract guy right right I'm, I'm, I'm not a chess player I, I just don't care a lot about abstracts just for me personally right onitama so much fun each person has five pieces mm-hmm. yeah you have four uh little guys and one uh master correct and it's a very small board it's a grid uh like you know chess checkers and you've got cards so in my hand i've got two cards and it tells me what i can do with any piece so it might say you know, you can move forward one into the right one. So I can do that with any piece as long as they don't run off the board doing that. Right? Correct. So uh, my goal is to either get uh, to uh, get all your pieces out or to get my master over to your side. Right. There's, yes. There's like two win conditions. But what happens is when I use one of my cards, I have to put it back on the table. And then that card, once my opponent uses one of their cards, they'll pick that other card up that I just used. Yes. So you're at the same time you're trying to decide what to do, trying to make sure that you don't give your opponent a card that they can use to beat you. Right. And it's a it's a very simple Yeah, very uh, quick. At, very quick. Doesn't take very long to play. Fifteen minutes maybe? Yeah. Super satisfying. And though. it is really satisfying. And the packaging is the pieces gorgeous. are incredible. The packaging is like this, it almost looks like a wine box. Yes. And it's like magnetic closures and stuff like that. Really great game, Onitama. Uh, probably my favorite abstract game I've ever played. So Wow, that's uh, really re- high price. Really like Onitama from Arcane Wonders of the Dice Tower Essentials line. Do you take us to number four? You mean number two? Number two, going backwards. Uh, number two for me is uh, Secret Hitler by uh, Goat, Wolf, and Cabbage. Okay. Uh, great party game. You can play it with up to ten people. Um, it's one of those uh, hidden role games. Uh, you know, you got two factions working against each other. You're not really sure who's your ally. You're not really sure who's your enemy. You're trying to figure it out based on what people are saying and what they're doing. Um, and it is uh, not perfect, but it is a surprisingly good rendition of what was going on in Germany in the 1930s. Yeah, yeah. How did Hitler get to power? Were all these people terrible? And we're like, hey, you know, Hitler should definitely be. No. There were all these people who were secretly supporting him, yeah. but nobody really realized who was who, but they knew somebody was working with Hitler, obviously, and nobody likes Hitler. Well, then how did Hitler get to power? Well, because secretly half the people like Hitler. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's very uh, it's very fun, very social. So it's like a hidden identity game. It is a, hide, a hidden identity <laughs> game cool. with uh, several different win cons, uh, which is different for a hidden identity yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, the... Uh, the uh, liberals, which are the good guys, basically, uh, they win if they get enough liberal things passed okay. or if they kill Hitler. If Hitler dies for any reason, the liberals win. 
the social or uh, the fascists win if either a they get enough fascist policies passed that they can just make Germany fascist, or if they can get some of the policies passed and then get Hitler elected chancellor. Okay, cool. Um, it's a lot of fun, very simple up-down voting game in terms of the mechanic to play, but there's a lot of depth with the uh, hidden roles and whatnot. Cool. Yeah, hidden identity games aren't my favorite games, but I like to try them because when they hit for me, they really hit. It is, I mean, like I love Good Cop, Bad Cop. Right. Um, Deception, Murder in Hong Kong is supposed to be really great. Um, so I, I like to try them for sure. Um, as, a, as a person who loves... Uh, the One Night series. Yeah. As a person who plays Werewolf at the or tries to get Werewolf games going up at the shop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on a regular basis, uh, this is my favorite hidden identity game. Oh, really? Yes. Awesome. Just man. hands down. So Secret Hitler. Um, do uh, Secret Hitler, that came out not that long ago. Right? No, it's a relatively recent release. Um, it was a Kickstarter game. Yeah. And, and yeah. the Kickstarter delivered several months ago, like August or September. Yeah. yeah. And then it main released right around Thanksgiving. Okay, cool, man. So my number f- two, <laughs> yes, number two is uh, Tiny Epic Western. So Tiny Epic Western, my number two. I've been down with the Tiny Epic series since it started. I mean, I've I printed and played Tiny Epic Defenders and Tiny Epic Kingdoms. Right. Um. I I love Tiny Epic Kingdoms. I adore Tiny Epic Galaxies. Yes. Which is still my favorite Tiny Epic game. Okay. Tiny Epic Western, so much fun with the poker playing. Oh, it's and, a blast! I mean, it's a really good worker placement game mm-hmm. where you're placing two to three workers and then you've got this awesome poker hand thing where you're trying to get like your things to activate and then you're playing poker for these extra things a lot a lot of fun tiny epic western just continuing this awesome tiny epic series tiny epic quest i'm so excited for yes and then their big game heroes of land air and sea it's really wanting to get my hands too. on that too so uh d we're gonna take a quick break when we come back Number Number one. one. Really excited about that. We'll talk about a couple other games that came out throughout the year. We'll be right back after this. And for today's weather forecast, there's a 100% chance of more rockets. Um, honestly, anywhere, like school. 100.7 KXTR, the planet. Or at work. Keeping you updated in rock music. Not weather. Sorry. Let's go. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD. The entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Circle A Skate Shop is located inside Game and Movie Traders in Stephenville, next door to the movie theater. They offer skateboards and longboards and carry accessories, including trucks, wheels, skate videos, and more. Information at 965-GAME or by searching Circle A Skate Shop Stephenville on Facebook. D, let's get to number one. Are you ready? I'm ready. D, number one, what is it? My number one game for 2016 is Scythe by Stonemire Games. Okay, D. So my number one game is also Scythe from Stonemire Games. Designers Jamie Stegmeyer and uh, B- World Building by Jacob Rosalski. Correct. So, um, D, let's just talk about Scythe. We clearly both have the same number one game of the year. This game was the one of the most hyped games I've ever seen. It, I mean, it made dumb amounts of money on Kickstarter, and to me... It was different than I envisioned it being. Right. But once I got past that, I think it lived up to the hype. I didn't me. I didn't really get into the Kickstarter thing. I'm not a huge Kickstarter guy, as everybody knows. 
Um, but this game, even with that in mind, still had a lot of hype behind it for me. Yeah. And it's rare that anything gets that amount of hype and truly lives up to it. Yeah. Scythe absolutely did in my mind. Yeah, yeah. It is a great 4X game. It is one of my favorites. It's a lot of fun. I got to say, this game, I love Jamie Stegmeier. I mean, yes. Viticulture is still my favorite game of his. Okay. But um, this one, I, I want to, this is the game I look at and think, man, I want to play that more. Yes. Like, if, you know, when we retire from the show, that's the game I want to play more. That is, it, the, there's just so much more to get into. It's on Tabletopia. That is the game that I get on Tabletopia to play. There oh. are there are a hundred or more games on Tabletopia. I don't play any of them. Why haven't we gotten on Tabletopia yet? I get on Tabletopia and I play Scythe. And if I can't find the same game of Scythe, I close Tabletopia and I go do something else. That's cool. That's that's how much I enjoy this game. Yeah. Um. I've I've gotten multiple of my friends to buy copies of it. They all love it. Um. There's a little bit of a learning curve. It's like you open the box and it's really intimidating because yeah. there's all those pieces in there. But you sit yeah, them down, yeah. you get it set up, and you go, "All right, this is the game. This yeah. is all you're doing." Yeah, and they're and like, it's not that "Bang!" Much. And like, done. You know, each player is like has different combinations. You know, when you choose your action space, you're doing a main action and a secondary action. Right. So my main actions have different secondary actions than yours do. I mean, they're all the same, but they're, like, reversed. They're different orders, yes. Um, And it's so much fun. I mean, trying to, like... You know, you. this is one of those games where you really have to decide on your path. What's your path going to be? Mm-hmm. I love that there's a little bit of combat, but you could avoid combat if you want to. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And it's not a focus of the game. It's like, it's like they wanted to, like, you know, get you know, Ameritrash players in on this game. Right. But if you really look at it, it's a Euro game. I mean... Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a it's a Euro game with a very small Ameritrash element. And Jacob Rosalski, the artist of the game, I mean, this was his world before. He was doing this artwork. Correct. And Jamie Stegmaier said, I want to make a game set in that world. Now they're doing a video game set in that world. Yes. I'm really, really cool. excited about it. It has nothing to do with Jamie Stegmaier, but it's Jacob Rosalski working with the video game company. Yeah. Um, man, I love this world. where It's like, it's like mechs mechs in the 1920s in eastern europe and who doesn't like that yeah it's a very cool game um big beautiful table hog of a game oh yeah um scythe is absolutely incredible i think i think scythe is one of those games and they come out every once in a while i think is an absolute masterpiece i would agree um there's not one thing about that game i don't like i can't Okay, so this is this is more or less true for all five of the games in that if somebody walked up and said, do you want to play this game? My answer would always be yes. Yeah. If somebody came up with all five of these games and said, you know, which one do you want to play? There's no doubt in my mind. There's not debate. Yeah. You know, and, and even if you go, all right, you've got time to play Scythe or you've got time to play Tiny Epic and Role Player. Yeah. No, I want to play Scythe. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. That's it. That's yeah, the end of the I'm story. And, you know, I kind of switched on the... I couldn't decide between Tiny Epic Western and Scythe, but Scythe is just like... it. Do, Tiny Epic Western doesn't give me the feelings that Scythe does. You it know? is just so satisfying whenever you're doing even... Like, if you're not even blowing people out of the water, if you're just doing well, yeah, you know, you're you're competing and you're, you're, you might win the game, the game is just so fulfilling, so, yeah, yeah. so... Mm, yeah. Right in the feels. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> so that's Scythe from Jamie Stegmeier, artist Jacob Rosalski from Sto- uh, from uh, Stonemeyer Games. 
Really great. Uh, the metal coins in that game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, so man. I would, uh, you know, I didn't buy the map extension, like the extended board, but I would like to try that gigantic board someday. Um, so anyway, that's Scythe. Those are our top five. Let's hope everybody enjoyed that. Really yes. good stuff. D, a couple other games. Uh, we are just me. Maybe you also played this year. Millennium Blades. Yes. Cool game. Cool game. A lot of fun. I thought about putting it on my top five. It got yeah, I cut. Did too. I haven't played it enough, I think, to put it on my top five. That was the only thing that kept me from it. I've gotten three or four playthroughs on it. It was certainly a contender for that number five spot. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of deliberation. Um, definitely not a bad game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ice Cool is a game that I've played at home. I haven't like played the game a lot like as the rules, but I set it up a lot and just flick those penguins around. <laughs> the toy factor on Ice Cool is so cool. It's from Brain Games, and it's a fun game. Absolutely. If you have a family that likes to play games, you need to own Ice Cool. It's such a fun game. These little weighted penguins that you're flicking, and you can get them to go in circles and go through multiple doors, and it's a really good game. Al- along that same vein for me was uh, Flick 'em Up. Have you played Flick 'em Up? Uh, yeah, I got a demo of it whenever I oh, went up. Okay. Uh, to uh, Ohio because I it's, really want to play that game. It was a lot of fun. Um, pretzel games. I think yeah. that's who does it. Pretzel, pretzel games. games. Yeah. They're part of uh, Z-Man. Yes. Philosophia. All and those that's companies. And, and I was sitting there going. Of? Asmodee. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, did Pretzel Games do this or was this a Z-Man game? Well, one of them owns the other, so I guess technically I'm right either way. Yeah, anyway, that's true. Um, it's a very simple game, but it's a lot of fun just sitting there and, you know, can I yeah. hit the target? Flick. Yep, got that one. There's the next one. Bang. I'm on fire. Bang. Bang. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a blast. And the expansions seem like they're making it really cool. So it's a big wooden game. They do have a plastic version out now. Right. I don't know if it would be as satisfying. But, like, the Red Rock Tomahawk expansion adds Native Americans, and they have a way to shoot an arrow and a way to throw a tomahawk. Yep. And uh, it looks really cool. I can't wait to play it someday. Trekking the National Parks. I don't know when this game came out. It seems like it was this year. It definitely made a splash this year. It was way. really, it was a shockingly fun game to play. This guy might have been selling it in gift shops for the last couple of years, but it came out this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? People you, found out about when it. When you came to me and said, we're going to play this game, do you remember the look I gave you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I gave you this look of, Lance, you have lost your ever-loving mind. But it's like, it's like, it's light in that Ticket to Ride sort of way. It's yep. got a very Ticket to Ride feel to it. It did. Um, but it's like... It's just a calm, nice game to play. I I liked. I'm keeping on. I'm holding on to it because it's a game I could see my family playing in five years from now. Absolutely, know? it's a it's a great game for the kid. Yeah, uh, for your nephew, for that matter. You yeah, can yeah. play it with him right now, and teach him like mechanisms of games. Like it'd be a good way to like, hey, this is you know like you know how Ticket to Ride works, but right. in a simpler, easier game. And also a little bit of geography. There's certainly some educational yeah, values sure. in there. A little Absolutely. bit of science. So, yeah, Trekking the National Parks, La Grana No Siesta. This is a game we're talking about next week. I've gotten solo plays in, but I'm excited to play with another person. I really want to get my hands on this. Maybe as early as tonight or tomorrow. So You should come up tonight. Okay. Yeah, let's. I'll be yeah. at work. I'll be bored. There will be nothing going on. Okay. Come up tonight. We'll play. Okay, cool. So, uh, let's see. Good Cop, Bad Cop, Bombers and Traders, the expansion. Okay. So, when I got Good Cop, Bad Cop in, I got it with Bombers and Traders. So Good Cop, Bad Cop came out last year, I think. Bombers and Traders came out this year. But it's all like one thing to me. So if you're talking about Bombers and Traders, that came out this year. Good, good, good hidden identity game that the yes. whole family loves, actually. We played uh, last night at Christmas. Pursuit of Happiness. Um, we've only played once, Pursuit of Happiness. There's something about it that was a little off-putting, 
but I, I want to get past that or, or read the rules again or something because there's got to be more to it because people love this game. I thoroughly enjoyed it until the end. Yeah, there was something weird about the end that I think we might be missing. The so. the fact, and it turned out it didn't matter because I got really lucky at the beginning, but the fact that literally you got a free turn where I was dead and didn't get to do anything yeah, yeah. just completely ruined the experience for me. Yeah. And I realize that that's how life works. Some people outlive others. Yeah, it's almost like that they just went, like, too far. Like, at the end, they should have went with fun rather than exactly. thematic. And, and I feel like they went too far for theme and realism as opposed to fun. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's Pursuit of Happiness. Scoville Labs, that expansion, we played that once. We did? Um, yeah, we played Scoville Labs. It was your first time to play Scoville. Say, we played Scoville a couple of times, and then we added the uh, the Labs expansion yeah. in. Scoville's and, a great game. We haven't added everything from the expansion in, but the main thing, that like extra chemistry board mm-hmm. where you're making your own peppers that only you can use, that's the part we played with, and that's the main part of the expansion. It was fun. Scoville's a really cool game. It's a great um, game. I'd I'm, love to play it I want to play Labs more, add in all the cards. So those are the games. Uh, that's a lot of the games we played this year. We've clearly played more games. I noticed something when putting together this list that this year, for some reason, I played a lot of the games I hadn't played from last year. Yes. More than this year's games. And now it almost, it's almost like the same thing's going to happen because when I was going through the list, it's like, I've got 20 of those games that came out this year, but I just haven't played them yet. Yeah, I, was I haven't there, played them enough yet. Yeah, I was sitting there looking at the list, and I was like, well, I know Lance has like six of these, yeah. and we haven't. We were going to review them for the show, and we just haven't gotten to them yet. I don't want to put it on my list because I haven't played it. Yeah, because with us, I mean, we're not, uh, we don't put reviews out singularly, right? We're a radio show, so we do a one-hour-a-week radio show. So right. we can only cover a game a week, you know? So, I mean... Uh, yeah, it's it's different than if we just like put out reviews every day, you know. What I yes, mean? absolutely. So uh, yeah, those are a bunch of the games we played. I'm really satisfied with our top five list. I think uh, I think we chose some good games that a lot of people might not choose on their top ten lists end of the year stuff. You know, um, just some kind of uh, I wanted to hit so my solo game, abstract party game, you know, stuff like right. that. Right. So uh, that's gonna do it for us guys. D. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad you're able to make it up here today for fire alarm and fire all. alarm and everything, man. So uh, uh, real quick before we head out, bags and boards is brought to you by Game and Movie Traders located at 2900 West Washington Street next door to the movie theater here in Stephenville. Game and Movie Traders does buy, sell and trade for both used and new video games. They offer new and classic video games for all systems, including PS4, Xbox One, as well as Nintendo, Sega Genesis and all consoles in between. Information at 965game or at facebook.com slash Game and Movie Traders Sville. So, D, we're going to get out of here. We've ran a little over, so uh, we're uh, we're going to get out of here. We'll send this to the editing department. They'll take care of it. Yeah, uh, Lance, <laughs> get that edited. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here once again at Bags and Boards TX on Twitter, Bags and Boards uh, at TX at gmail.com, Facebook.com slash Bags and Boards, and most importantly, SoundCloud.com slash Bags and Boards. If you're listening to this live and just caught the end and want to hear the whole thing, Tune in tomorrow morning. Every Thursday morning, uh, the episode goes live on SoundCloud. There you go. So check that out, and uh, we'll see you guys next week where we will actually be talking about La Grana, No Siesta, The Dice Game. See everybody next week. Happy New Year's.